Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! We're running around crazy. I'm back in town. It's a hundred degrees outside, and we couldn't. We wouldn't want it any other way. We couldn't have it any other way. Welcome in to on is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app coming to you from the ESPN MT studio here uh, in Missoula, Montana, from the Missoula Broadcasting Company, proudly locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. What a whirlwind it always is. We will get into the rhythm of this. I, I actually, I'm actually proud of myself. Today is like the official start of the game week schedule for us as uh, reporters. And so it gets pretty hectic. I had Tommy Mallott at 10 o'clock this morning, then Brent Vegan at 11, and then another one with Brent Vegan. We were communicating with the coaches at both Butler and Utah Tech, the uh, two programs that are bringing their football teams to Montana this upcoming weekend. Had a rundown uh, to campus and uh, attend the Grizz press conference, and then we had to cut it all up and get it ready for you. So here we are, and uh, we got a jam-packed, full-fledged, football-only show here today on Nuanas Now, and uh, very happy to say so. We're going to get things started off with the Montana Football Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications and Dazzler's Car Wash. We'll hear some stuff from Brett Vegan and Bobby Houck, as well as... Uh, in the second hour, we'll probably hear from Chris Walker as well, senior left tackle for the uh, University of Montana. We also got high school scores. Friday night lights got kicked off on Friday night. So we'll take you through uh, the wide world of high school football here in the state of Montana now that that season is underway. And then we got a whole bunch of comments, commentary. Uh, the Bobcats released their depth chart. The Grizz release uh, theirs tomorrow. So we'll go through all of that as well. We got some remaining pressing questions Coming out of fall camp and a whole bunch of other college football talk, we will also uh, talk some NFL in uh, hour number two as well. So there it is. And we have a, a segment now called All Football All the Time. That should just be the name of the show this time of year. Although we do have plenty of other coverage coming up for you in various other sports uh, as well. That's your show outlook here uh, on Nuanas Now. I am Coulter Nuanas. I don't know if I even introduced myself yet. I was. <laughs> I decided to be all professional today. So anybody, if you know me, you know that, uh, you know, I, I like to be stylish, but I also know I work in sports. So, you know, most days on my work days, I'm just wearing my my branded polos, whether they're my ESPN or my Skyline Sports one. I was wearing an ESPN one all day. Wanted to wear my Monday whites. That's what I like to wear on my Mondays is my white shirt. Get the, the, uh, the week kicked off right. 
But my brother, Brooks Nuanez, he is, uh, he proudly professes to have never worn shorts to work. He only wears pants. So he says, he, he thinks it's a power move. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a professional uh, preference, which I totally understand. So I said, okay, it's press conference Monday. I'm be running around town, be seeing some people. I'm going to wear some pants. So I, I wore my pants and my, and my cowboy boots this morning all the way through the Grizz press conference. Well, I don't know if you know this, but it's about 102 degrees. At least that's what my car said <laughs> driving in here. So uh, I had to change. So here we are. We're, we're back into the short sleeve and the shorts uh, on this uh, red hot Monday. But a uh, lot different climate. It's funny. I, you know, I went back to the Bay Area. My mom's family's from the Bay Area. I went there this last weekend. Uh, to just enjoy a little uh, weekend getaway uh, with with my gal. And uh, the weather there is totally different. I mean, it was windy. It was foggy. It was way colder there. I, I, did, I hadn't remembered that part. But then once I was there, I did remember just how much the wind blows right by the water. And, you know, it's not as hot as you want to think it is in California and San Francisco. So uh, it was eye-opening being back out here today. But we made it through. Here we are. So a ton of stuff uh, coming your way. While I was away, fall sports got kicked off at the University of Montana in a big way, a big volleyball invitational featuring 5th-ranked Pitt and 17th-ranked BYU, as well as uh, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, who was an NCAA tournament team a year ago, and then the host Montana Grizz. The, uh, the Grizz kind of took it on the chin in terms of the competition, but that's really not that unexpected when you're talking about three of probably the top 40 teams in the country here in Missoula. Grizz did take a set from BYU in that match. And certainly just playing that high level of competition right out the gates is going to be good for the Grizz volleyball team. But then the highlight of the weekend, the best of the weekend here in Missoula, occurred on Sunday evening. We hyped this up a lot last week. Uh, We gave away six tickets to this thing. Uh, But I'm really, really happy and glad that it went over so well. The Grizz soccer team hosted Ohio State on Sunday evening. And... You guys all showed out in full force. Almost 2,000 people there to take this uh, epic non-conference match in. That's the most ever at a Grizz soccer game. Andrew and I were discussing if that's actually probably the most ever at a Montana soccer match. Not University of Montana. I mean, in the state of Montana. If it isn't a record, it's got to be up there. And not only did uh, Grizz fans show out in a big way, the Grizz soccer team remains undefeated. They tie Ohio State 2-2. And by all accounts, at least the people I listen to that uh, know their soccer much better than I do, it sounds like the Grizz looked like the better team, which is saying something when you have a team from the Big Ten uh, in town. Andrew, I know you're able to to run down there. Uh, By the way, we got to say, I already called him and told him today uh, on the phone, but I got to tell him on the radio. Happy birthday, Tommy, the man who turns the radio machine on every day for us, a sometimes contributor on Nuanas Now, the original producer uh, of this show. I know Tommy had a little birthday celebration. I wasn't able to attend, uh, but you went to that and then hit the second half of the, of the uh, Grizz soccer match. What was the atmosphere like? What, just take us through uh, your experience. Well, it was incredible. It was, uh, you know, I wasn't sure what exactly to expect. I know that we'd been talking it up all last week. Chris Chitavisky and the Grizz soccer team has been talking this up since the beginning of the season. They were going for an attendance record. Wasn't sure what it was going to look like. Coulter, when I got there, I I got there right about as they were going to halftime, probably a minute or two before the end of the first half. I walked in, and I immediately see I'm not going to get a seat in the bleachers, and I didn't think I was going to be able to get a seat down the sidelines either. I was lucky I got there at halftime because people were sort of clearing out, going to the bathroom, getting concessions and everything, and I was able to squeeze up sort of close to the field all the way down on that sort of uh, down the south end of the sideline. But it was packed, you know, three, four deep in standing room all the way up and down that sideline, let alone in the bleachers where there wasn't a seat to be seen. Uh, you know, people were into it. It was, a, it was a beautiful evening, for one thing. For sure. The sunset going off in the west, uh, not too hot. You could tell people were just loving being outside, and that helped a lot. It was a really festive, inviting uh, atmosphere to be in, and you know the soccer on the field really justified the hype and really justified the crowd because the Grizzlies played really, really well. I want to flesh this out a little bit with you more, but we'll save it for later on in the week. Chris Chudovitsky, head coach of Grizz Soccer, will join us tomorrow. Well, here on Nuanas now, 
Uh, but I also want to talk with Andrew a little bit about this, just because you can tell. I, I, I always say this, and I need to just stop saying it because I think you all already know. But I have a rudimentary knowledge of soccer. Andrew has a, an expertise when it comes to soccer. But in my rudimentary observations, the Grizz are getting a very high level of athlete to come to Missoula. And you could see that when they're on the field with a Big Ten team. They were not outmatched athletically at all. And in some spots, they had better athletes, period. And just watching the highlights and watching the match. So uh, that's pretty impressive. Great job by uh, Grizz Soccer. So we'll talk about it a little bit later on this week. But we got to get to it. It's the Montana Football Hour. I guess we're starting out the football hour with some football. But uh, Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications and Dazzler's Car Wash. Dazzler's Car Wash. Our next door neighbor right here on Radio Way. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated. Get yourself one of those unlimited packages. You'll be able to roll through and uh, keep your car sparkly, shining, clean, whenever you are, uh, all the time. Uh, Dazzler's Car Wash, located next to us at Missoula Broadcasting. going to be right here uh, on Radio Way out North Reserve in Missoula. Let's uh, talk some high school football first. Here's the way we're going to do it this year. We're going to give you high school scores and maybe a couple thoughts on uh, what the result means in terms of sort of the, the landscape in the state of Montana. But we're going to save the ins and outs, like how this happened, who did well, all that sort of stuff. We're going to save all that for later on in the week. Tomorrow, we'll have a Tuesday staple, our Treasure State Stars. And, and that will be football heavy, but also highlight a variety of uh, different athletes all fall long. And then we'll also have the inaugural version of our uh, Player of the Week, presented by Vertical Rays. Our good buddy Pete Hamill is going to chip in on this and uh, help us with some analysis of all this, but also just help sort of present the awards uh, to the kids. So uh, we will be rolling those out each Tuesday throughout the football season. So the, the who of the who, what, when, where, why, we'll get to usually on Tuesdays and Fridays here on Nuanas now when it comes to prep football. But here on Mondays... We're just going to roll through the scores so we can get you up to date and up to speed on what went down uh, the previous Friday night uh, as we join you here each Monday for the Montana Football Hour. Class AA, uh, the matchup of the week was Bozeman-Gallatin versus Helena Capital. Gallatin was a semifinalist a year ago and returned a bunch. And Capital, of course, the defending state champs, and uh, they went undefeated last year. But the winning streak is over. Gallatin posts a 28-14 victory. It was a great Game. It was back and forth, and it was tied 14-14 in the fourth quarter uh, before Gallatin pulls away. So big time by the Raptors. Uh, last year they were a program on the rise. This year they're a program that's certainly an absolute contender. I had them in my uh, Treasure State Media poll today at number three, behind just Kalispell Glacier and Bozeman High School. So uh, Gallatin is here. They're no longer just a program on the rise. They are a program that has arrived and, and they're a true, a real deal state championship contender this year, and they proved it by knocking off the uh, defending AA state champs uh, in the Helena Capital Bruins. Here in Missoula, Washington Grizzly Stadium, Billings Senior got rolling early and kept on rolling 44 15 over Missoula Hellgate. Probably the other game of the week was Bozeman High versus Helena High. I think each of those are among the contenders in their respective Eastern and Western AA, and Bozeman comes out on top 21 14. So um, the Hawks moved to 1-0. Uh, not a bad loss for Helena High, though. I mean, that was also a very good game. Um, so sort of a good early test for each, each one of those squads. But uh, Bozeman, like I said, I had him number two this week in my Treasure State media poll. So um, they're 1-0. Butte did everything they could to lose the game against Billings West. They turned the ball over four times, and uh, they did not have a good showing until they did. And then they seized control of it late. And they pull away from Billings West 21-17. So that's a big win uh, for Airy Gray's Butte High Bulldogs. Other double-A scores, Great Falls CMR beats Kalispell Flathead 33-0. Kalispell Glacier rolls 44-0 over Great Falls High. And Missoula Big Sky goes on the road and picks up a 31-7 win over Belgrade. Here in Missoula at Missoula County Public Stadium, Missoula Sentinel, they drilled Billings Skyview 50-12. I would be very interested actually to know When's the last time all three Missoula high schools won their season openers? We'll, we'll track that down because I bet you it's been a little while that all three won their season openers. 
Uh, so we'll, 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 we'll look into that. Uh, but good job by Big Sky, Hellgate, and Sentinel. Class A scores. Fergus County's win streak continues. The uh, Golden Eagles put one on East Helena, 44-7. Big Fork up from Class B. <laughs> no problem. They drill Polson 55-20. So that's an eye-opener. And uh, that's a statement by the Vikings in their first Class A game. To beat a team that was a, a play, a, made a deep playoff run last year uh, in the Polson Pirates, so impressive from Big Fork. Billing Central gets past Glendive, twenty-two to zero or twenty-two to twenty, excuse me. Columbia Falls they roll up Frenchtown, forty-two to twelve. Corvallis brings blanks Browning, forty-five to zero. Hamilton Whitefish was a good one. Hamilton uh, perseveres, twenty-one to seven. Haver uh, no problem with Harden, forty-three to twelve. Laurel shuts out Sydney, 35 to nothing. Libby gets past Stevensville, uh, 21 to nothing. And uh, Ronan beats Butte Central, 29-15. Class B, some pertinent scores for you. Missoula Loyola pulls it out, 21-14 over three forks. So a good start for the Rams after they had that great playoff run all the way to the state championship game last year. Columbus, they could have scored as many as they wanted. They were up 49-0 at halftime against Anaconda, and they cruised to a 61-0 win. Anaconda basketball and volleyball, uh, so uh, you know, and, and they also have had some other sports that have risen up. Their golf team last year still has a proud tradition, but Anaconda football has been really, really struggling, and uh, I hope they can figure out a way to to write it because they, they're getting... They just get pounded so many so often these days, and uh, it's just weird. It's it's a weird phenomenon that's happened there. Because like I said, there's still great athletes in Anaconda, and there's still great performances in a variety of other sports. Girls sports are still really good in Anaconda, and basketball is always good too. So I'm just interested in and sort of confused as to why the football team has such a hard time. But maybe more on that later once we touch base with one of our good buddies, Blake Hempstead, a contributing photographer at Skyline Sports, and a guy who knows a ton about Anaconda uh, High School Sports, the voice of the Copperheads, as it were, on uh, copperheadcountry.org. Other Class B scores, Cutbank beats Townsend 29-0. That's a nice win by Cutbank. Eureka, who a lot of the Class B coaches were talking highly of in my conversations over the last month, Nice debut, 45-0 over Byers Ferry, Idaho, so impressive there. Fairfield also really impressive, 54-0 over Roundup. Florence Carlton, in a rematch of last year's playoffs, they blank Jefferson, that's Boulder, 27-0. So that's a really good win uh, for the Falcons as well. And a couple other Class B scores for you. Joliet over Wolf Point, 50-6. Malta beats Baker, 36-8. Manhattan beats Huntley Project, 36-14. And Thompson Falls... Uh, beats Conrad 20-14. to 14. So there you go. There's some high school scores for you. We also got our first first looks of the season coming up in hour number two. We'll get a couple thoughts from Brent Vegan on Utah Tech and Bobby Houck on Butler. And we'll also give you a chance uh, on Wednesday to win a $50 gift card. Courtesy of Town Pump, Brawl of the Wild by the Mile, back for yet uh, another season. You are listening to the Montana Football Hour Presented in part by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications, the official digital sponsor of Grizzly Athletics. I have a question for you, Andrew, uh, sort of leading up to this opening weekend. A ton of fervor around town and around the state. Uh, I think there always is with school back in session, especially when you live in one of the two big college towns like Missoula or Bozeman. Any and every time that the Cats and the Grizz open up at home, there's going to be a lot of excitement over it. I mean, it's one of the most fun things to do in either town. It's always a party. You know, it's a great communal event. And so I really don't think when when you're talking about the opener that it matters who you play. Just because Bobcat Stadium and Washington Grizzly Stadium are both going to absolutely sell out no matter what for the opening game, especially if the weather is nice, and it almost always is Labor Day weekend. That said, what do you think of just these openers for both Montana and Montana State? Butler, a non-scholarship from the Pioneer League. Utah Tech, sort of an upstart FCS that's played a lot of big sky teams but hasn't really been that close with any of them. So definitely games that both the Montana schools are going to be multiple score favorites in and certainly fully expected to win. How do you sort of gauge and analyze these games? 
I just think you don't worry too much about it. I yeah. think I think from from a fan and a program perspective, these games are exactly what you want here for the first weekend. I mean, if you can get like like Montana had several years ago, a North Dakota State coming sure. to town, or if you can get a, a going to Washington as Montana did, right? Uh, you know, a real prestigious. Power Five program that pays too, like, right? Like you, one you, of the top. You need it to surpass what you're going to get at the gate as well, right? But there's also the prestige in going to, I mean, like Washington or Oregon, a school that's one of the top 25 programs in the country, and is in your region too. So there's some regionality there, too. right? That's yeah. a little bit different than just playing a generic FBS program in week one. If you can't get those, I think this is exactly what you want. Because for me, Coulter, the way I look at these games. Everybody needs to ease their way back into football a little bit. Everybody needs to <laughs> totally. ease their way back into the routine of going to the stadium. For sure. Right. Uh, the routine of just sitting in there for three hours watching a college football game. and Hydrating. This is, the, this is the perfect time to do it. It's not going to be, you know, sometimes it's hot, but it's not going to be snowing. Totally. Uh, you're not going to, you know, it's not a game where you're probably going to have to pay too close attention to it. Because I don't think either of these games are going to be close. It's just a nice sort of easy way for everybody to get back into it. So I like it from that perspective. For us, for people who want to analyze it and take things forward from this game and create content coming out of this game, it's difficult, right? We just have to put that off for a couple weeks. We're going to hear from both head coaches what they think of this, but I thought Brett Vegan, to paraphrase, uh, nailed it during his press conference where he said, hey, I know we went undefeated in the Big Sky last year. We won 12 games but we didn't really play a, a fully clean game until really late in the season. When the Bobcats did play clean games, they blew people out, and that's why uh, they made the great playoff run that they did. But it was a, a, a roller coaster of a year in terms of uh, consistency in performance. The thing that the Cats had on everybody last year was they were almost always going to win the turnover battle, and they were always almost always going to outrush the other team. That is such a great formula for success for Brent Vegan's Bobcats. That said, they still had a lot of room to grow, a lot of places to shore up. So you'll hear from him after a little while here. But that was his main takeaway. I want it to be a clean game. For the Grizz, I think that they practice in such a disciplined and almost militaristic style. Every guy on the team that you talk to, they, they talk about loving the daily grind. And I think that's one of the things that Bobby Houck does so well is recruiting guys that do love the daily grind. I also like the guys that that don't love it. They don't last very long at Montana. So I, th- I think that you know, sort of some of the attrition just sort of takes care of itself. But when you practice like the Grizz do, and there is a lot of repetition, for that to not get tedious or boring, even if you love it, anything that you do over and over and over again can sometimes become tedious and boring. For that to not get tedious and boring, you need somebody new to prepare for. You need somebody new to go hit. And I think that that's where uh, this is such a good thing for the Grizz. It doesn't matter who they're playing. You just get to let it roll. So for the Cats, play a clean game. That's a a primary goal for the Grizz. It's letting it rip and uh, unleashing sort of the thing you've been training for for nine months uh, on the opponent. The uh, is the Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications. The... uh, Bobcats released their depth chart today. The Grizz will release theirs tomorrow. Uh, I won't give you, I won't, I'm not going to read through the whole cat depth chart here, but I will give you a couple spots that we've talked about throughout the last couple weeks and months on this show. The offensive line's fascinating. They gave Connor Moore a shot with the ones during spring at left tackle. He's a redshirt freshman. And all returns were plus. And Connor Moore is the starting left tackle for the Bobcats. That's interesting and and also sort of eye-opening because Rush Reimer was an All-American a year ago at left tackle. Reimer then bumps into left guard. Justice Perkins is the returning center. Uh, Omar Ibedian is the starting right guard ahead of JT Reed, who was second-team all-conference last year and a preseason all-conference selection uh, going into this year. And then Marcus Ware is the starting right tackle uh, after he was knocked out midway through last year. couple thoughts here. One, Connor Moore must be really good if he's able to d- displace Rush Reimer and have them move Reimer inside. Two, 
that can also help Montana State's offensive line be even better. I mean, if you're moving your best player to a different spot to make a room for uh, a, a redshirt freshman, that redshirt freshman has an unbelievable level of talent and an unbelievable level of faith from the coaching staff. Also, JT Reed has been banged up a little bit, but people forget this as well. Reed was sort of in and out of the quote-unquote starting lineup last year, too. Uh, he and Abedion were both um, sort of a platoon at that right guard spot. Well, then when the dust settles, Reed's an all-conference player, and Abedion has one of the top um, film grades of any interior offensive lineman in the country and any freshman lineman in the country as well. So I guess the point is that if it was possible for MSU's offensive line to get better, I mean, I think that these moves indicate that there is a little bit of an upgrade in talent there. Else again, I don't know why you'd ever move Rush Reimer. The other things that stick out on this depth chart, Lane Sumner's the number one running back ahead of Julius Davis and the whole rest of the stable there uh, for the Bobcats. Uh, Defensively, Lavelle Price Jr. listed as the number one guy at the nickel spot. That's ahead of Caden Dowler but I expect those guys to rotate. Miles Jackson listed as one of the starting corners ahead of Andrew Powdrell, and uh, both those guys ahead of Devin Davis. Devin Davis seemed kind of like the front runner last week, and you know they brought him to do media. He came on the show. Uh, he's a three, though, but Brent Vegan said they expect to play five. The other two, Simeon Woodard and John Johnson, those are the other two top guys at the other corner spot, but I expect Jackson, Powdrell, and Davis to also uh, be in that mix. And then the last one that was sort of a position battle is Drew Polidor winning the free safety job there uh, at MSU. Montana Football Hour presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. More conversations on both these teams. And we'll also hear from the head coach of both of these teams. Bobby Houck, Brent Vegan. Join us next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultelaw.com. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. One of the great vocal performances ever. I'm not even kidding. Otis Redding, that whole album is just fire. But that right there, all-time classic. I'm back from the Bay. Spent a couple days in San Francisco uh, getting the batteries all the way charged so we could roll into football season. Welcome back. Our first Nuana is now of football season for the 2023 uh, campaign rolls on. It is the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Go get the Dazzler's Car Wash app. Super nifty. You can hook up your your uh, your payment cards on there, your gift cards as well. You can manage uh, your various memberships. It's a really cool uh, deal. So go get that Dazzler's Car Wash app. And uh, be sure to sign up for unlimited car washes at Dazzler's Car Wash uh, as well. I was in San Francisco, and uh, what a beautiful city. And I know there's been a lot made of sort of the demise of San Francisco. I- I'm not going to go into all of that except for that I would just say it's worth seeing things for yourself, you know? I think a lot of times the stuff that we watch on TV and the Twitter machine and all that stuff, it's, uh, I'm not saying it's not real. It certainly is. I just think that the more I travel around, the more I'm around people of all different backgrounds from all different places, people are, are good. People are generally good. You're going to meet pretty nice people pretty much everywhere you go, and pretty much everybody's having the same experience. 
So I, I would just say, you know, live your life. Live your life, mind your manners, and, uh, you know, fear no one, respect everybody, and uh, you'll be just fine. I digress. It's football time. Uh, we had some press conferences earlier today uh, as Montana prepares for their home opener against Butler of the Pioneer Football League. And Montana State prepares for their home opener against Utah Tech. So a couple sort of mid-major FCS programs coming to Montana. The Grizz kick at high noon. The Bobcats kick at 6 p.m. So I'm going to swing it and be at both of them. I'm going to watch probably the first half of the Grizz game, then roll over to Bozeman and uh, watch that game. And uh, that will then ensue this uh, this epic next couple months of travel. But uh, certainly looking forward to it. And certainly uh, we do it on your behalf because we, we love how much you guys love this show. So appreciate you for always tuning in. Uh, let's start with some general comments from today's press conference uh, from Bobby Houck. This is just how he started out, sort of summing up first his team's quarterback battle, which as he uh, reassures and uh, reaffirms here is certainly still ongoing, as well as just some of his thoughts with the way that the Grizz wrapped up fall camp uh, over the last couple weeks. Uh, fall camp was good. I I, uh, I like our team's work ethic. I, I think that they... Uh, gave their all over the last three weeks to try to get ready to play this coming week. And, and uh, I thought our prep was good. I know that uh, you're all going to ask me about the quarterback deal, so I'll just get to that. Um, we have quarterbacks that are uh, that we like, that are competing to be our starter. Um, so I, I know you guys are, are looking for uh, an end to that or a conclusion to that, but uh, there's just not going to be an end to that in the first game um you know whoever takes the first snap doesn't mean they're, they're the permanent start or anything like that um you know y'all tend to make uh assumptions that whoever we start in the first game um that's going to be the end of it that's not the end of it it's just a start and, and it's really just the beginning so uh that'll continue on um until it doesn't. Uh, somebody's got to play well enough to make that decision. Um, their play will make the decision, not anything else. So we'll see where that goes. So I like where it is. Um, uh, multiple guys will get opportunities at quarterback, and, and uh, somebody will separate themselves, and, and then we'll go with that. So uh, that's where that sits. Uh, Butler's a good football team. Uh they play hard. Uh, their coaching's really good. They're they're uh, very very solid in all three phases. It's really hard to um, find a schematic advantage: offense, defense, kicking uh, versus what they do. Really uh, have an appreciation for how they go about it. I like how they play. Uh, I like their attention to detail. I, I just like how they do things. Um, they were seven and two last year going in the final two games and knocking on the door, getting in the playoffs, and uh, that didn't work out for them. They dropped their last two and didn't get in, but uh, they're an awfully good football team. The quarterback is Bushkis, just terrific. He was the conference player of the year last year. Um, he's keeping me and our defensive coaches up at night. I mean, he just does a lot of great things. He's their leading rusher. He, he just really does it all. He's a really good player, so veteran players up front both sides of the ball anytime you have a good quarterback and and good fronts and good coaching you got a chance to win and um this will be a, a good test for us this weekend bobby Houck here on the montana football hour more on butler's left-handed quarterback coming up i asked coach Houck about him being left-handed and if that made any difference in the game plan and bobby Houck, um of course made fun of me and told me that uh, yeah sure the ball spins differently that's about it <laughs> But he did have some good uh, feedback on Brett Bushka coming up uh, in hour number two. Some more on the Butler Bulldogs coming up uh, here later on in Nuanas now. The Montana Football Hour probably presented by Dazzler's Car Wash. Treat your car like it deserves to be treated at Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Montana State, they open up against Utah Tech. The, the uh, I, I almost called them the Thunderbirds multiple times today. They're the Trailblazers. They uh, Utah Tech is located in St. George, Utah, which is about 20 minutes from Cedar City, Utah, which is where Southern Utah uh, plays. So 
Big Sky teams have been in that area a whole bunch with Southern Utah in the league for, I guess it was nine football seasons. And uh, now Utah Tech is kind of playing a, a de facto Big Sky preseason schedule. They they play at Montana State Saturday, then they host the Grizz on September 9th, and then they play Northern Arizona on September 16th. So uh, the Trailblazers are certainly going to be a, a, a gauge for uh, the big sky a little bit. Maybe a, a, a barometer, a, a measuring stick. Uh, we shall see. Here's what Brett Vegan had to say. Uh, first of all, must note this. He opened up his press conference giving a statement uh, about his maligned coordinators. William Matt Garza, the defensive coordinator at MSU, got a DUI in November of last year, right after the, uh, the rivalry game against Montana. And then offensive coordinator... Taylor Houseright, he got a DUI in early May. Both those cases still pending. Both Neither of those men have been convicted yet. But Vegan did uh, make a statement on that. We'll play that for you a little later on uh, in the week. Um, so stay tuned for that. But here's his general thoughts just about fall camp and, and opening up the season at home. As we move forward, uh, you know, really have, have liked our, our development through the course of this fall. Uh, we've talked on several occasions, obviously, with with you all about several different uh, position battles um you know those things sorting out uh guys continuing their their improvement um and really getting to this point as we approach september being a different team than we were when we began august and i truly believe that uh that's where we are at um you know on offense um certainly return a lot of guys i think you know our our strength um lies within our ability to run the football, but I do think we've, uh, we've improved our passing game. I do think, uh, you know, our weapons are, are different and those weapons that do return are, are better um, improved players than they were in this past year. And on the defensive side, again, our, our strength has to start with, with our guys up front and their ability to control the line of scrimmage. And that group has uh, taken that, uh, that charge to heart. And, you know, I think the secondary, and I've talked a lot about it, was a, was a position group that, you know, uh, we lost some key players, um, some mainstays. And, you know, that crew has, uh, you know, has a lot of talent, but is, has continued to compete and get better through the course of uh, fall camp now. And I think the good thing that, that we've seen is when you think you have uh, talent and good players on both sides of the ball, there should be some back and forth. Um, you know, one side of the ball should not be dominating completely. And I think that's what we've, we've had through the course of fall camp. You know, our, our O-linemen make our D-line better, better and vice versa. Um, on the perimeter, our receivers going against our DBs uh, continue to make one another better. You know, and, and we're at that, that point in time now. We're going against um, guys in different colored jerseys uh, is, is where, we're, where we need to be. You know, um, and I think our guys are – are ready for this this opportunity and in Utah Tech we have a, a program coming in here that um, has made the transition and I think they're beyond the transition uh, their play late in the season last year demonstrated that you know they they played Sam Houston really tough um, beat Stephen F Austin while they were ranked rattled off a couple more wins and it really had BYU in that final game on its heels for a good chunk of that game so they were a lot different team in that back portion of the season than they were early in the season. Early in the season, they did play a couple of our uh, conference uh, foes. Uh, they played Weber and, and Sac State. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, as that season went along, uh, they've, they've shown to really improve. Um, now, they've had, they, they've had some turnover like, like most programs do this day and age. And, you know, so as first games go, uh, you are going in with some uh, uh, unknowns, certainly, both personnel and just even schematically, but you know, what we got to be focused on is going out and playing our our best, um, keeping things as as consim- uh, simple and concise as we can, protecting the football, taking the football away, playing a cl- as clean a game as we can. Um, and, and you know, and even watching some college football games this past past weekend, that's what it comes down to in game one. Um, you try to get too fancy, you 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 make too many mistakes. Um, it's going to be hard, and there were certainly some some of those uh, those games that were decided because of those mistakes this past weekend. So uh, excited for it, though. Um, you know the 
the, the aura around Gold Rush, I, I think, has become more widely known. The energy in that stadium, um, I know, is something that we uh, we are desiring uh, come Saturday and, and anticipating. And I know we have several guys that will be experiencing for the first time, but many guys that have been in that atmosphere before. And you're just excited to allow our guys that opportunity to play in front of um, what I see as the greatest fans in the country. One thing I've learned, this will be year 17 for me covering the Big Sky Conference, is that evaluating teams on what they are in September is, is a fool's errand because the teams, especially with the, the way that the FCS is structured, the way the Big Sky into the playoffs is then structured, teams have to get better each week to get to where they need to go at the end, where, where they want to go at the end. So I think what Coach Vegan was saying there, this clean operations – you know, getting in and out of it, not making it too complicated, playing as mistake-free as you can, uh, I do think that's wise. I think that's a, a good way of uh, of letting it all evolve. It's the Montana Football Hour. It's presented by Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot Communications is installing fiber all over Montana. They have installed a ton of fiber already. So if you want the best high-speed internet anywhere, Visit goblackfoot.com. See if they have fiber available in your area for either your home or your small business. It's the way to go, I promise. Blackfoot Communications, goblackfoot.com. We'll keep on hashing out what we're going to be looking at. So, some main analysis points with the season openers for both Montana and Montana State. Coming in hot Saturday uh, afternoon and evening, respectively, at Washington Grizzly Stadium for the Grizz against Butler and Bobcat Stadium against Utah Tech for the Bobcats. More Nuanas Now Montana Football Hour right after this. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country and you have full access to our full manufacturing shop you can look in the case you don't have to start out designing something you can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience jewelry design center now open in missoula at 2501 brook street across from the montana club jewelry design center your jeweler for life ESPN Radio Missoula. Underrated, man. Wilson Pickett. What a voice. Welcome back. You want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I am Coulter Nuanas. Coming to you through the ESPN MT studio, we are rolling on. The Montana Football Hours, presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. A couple more things to get to when it comes to what I'm thinking about, talking about, analyzing. We're just going to go Grizz Cats, Grizz Cats, st- stuff that has been on my mind in terms of, of what I'm going to be looking at this upcoming weekend with Butler in Missoula and Utah Tech in Bozeman. Number one, for all of the different various storylines that have, have highlighted or low-lighted since Bobby Houck returned to the University of Montana, there's been a couple consistent. The, the Grizz effort... Defensively and their effort to the football in all elements of running to the ball has been superb. It's been outstanding. That's a trademark of Bobby Houck's teams. Don't expect that to ever change. But if the defensive scheme remains the same, which by all accounts it has, with new defensive coordinator Ronnie Bradford calling the plays, and there's going to be as much controlled chaos as possible in the front six with blitzes and fire zone blitzes and all sorts of stuff. I mean, they drop their D-tackle as much as anybody I've ever seen. That shows you just sort of the the unorthodox nature of the Grizz defense. Well, can the corners still cover? And if they can cover at a high level, who's going to emerge as the guys that are are piling up all the tackles for loss and the sacks? Patrick O'Connell's gone. Levi Janicaro proved he could do it at a high level last year. Is Tyler Flink a potential breakout star? What about Riley Wilson? What about Braxton Hill? There is a lot of uh, options, but who's going to emerge? That will certainly be uh, something I'm really looking at. The Grizz have never had a, a, a truly poor defense in my time ever even watching them, growing up in Missoula, covering them. 
They've had some times where they had some defenses that were maybe prone to taking risks and giving up big plays. But the Grizz have been plus on defense for my whole life. And more often than not, they've been elite on defense. And Bobby Houck's teams are almost always, at the very least, very good, if not exceptionally good, defensively. So, so even though there's some mystery around the personnel here, uh, you know, can tr- a guy like Trevor Gradney rise up and become, you know, a, a true frontline player? Can a guy like Corbin Walker take the next step and be, you know, first team all league type talent? Can Garrett Graves or Nash Vouch, Trajan Cotton, can those guys, you know, be the next star safeties at Montana? Can Alex Governor fulfill his potential and you know truly be an NFL type guy and a disruptor there on the inside? Can Kale Edwards take the next step, become a prospect? There's just a lot of guys that have the opportunity, but if history tells us anything, uh, they'll certainly they that opportunity will almost certainly be fulfilled. Montana State, I'm looking so much at the linebackers and the corners because the Cats were really good last year because of their ability to control the clock and run the ball down people's throats, but their defense was was just okay. It was certainly a far cry from what it had been. That's not that big of a surprise when you go from a defensive coach in Jeff Choate to an offensive coach in Brent Vegan. It's also that much, not that much of a surprise when you lose multiple guys to the NFL two years in a row. I mean, dimensional wisdom says that your defensive prowess goes down a little bit when Troy Anderson's not on your team anymore. It makes pretty good sense. I don't think it's anybody's fault. Just, uh, you know, Troy Anderson cleaned up a lot of messes that weren't his. So not having that guy is, is certainly uh, it's a hit to you. So you got to learn how to play without him. Okay, so then to me though, I think they got great potential at linebacker, and I think they have great potential in the secondary. When do those guys start to coalesce, and can they just be better than they were defensively a, a year ago right away? They have a great defensive line. The Bobcats do. I think they got some talent at linebacker, led by. Uh, McCade O'Reilly, who I think has a chance to be a breakout star. Nolan Askelson and Danny Ulua in the secondary, a lot of unknown names. I think that they really love Rylan Ort. I think he's he's sort of the rock in the secondary. I think Simeon Woodard has a chance to be a first-team all-league type guy at corner. Who else, though, steps up and becomes an elite player at the corner spot, at the nickel spot, at the free safety spot? Is it by committee, or, or is there a headliner there? And can they mitigate big plays? That was the, the Achilles heel of the Bobcat defense last year was big plays. So, uh, again... A lot of options, a lot of names we can throw at you. Who rises up and becomes uh, that dude for the MSU defense? Montana Football Hour, presented by Blackfoot Communications. To see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business, visit goblackfoot.com. Grizz Cats, Grizz Cats, back and forth we go, what we're watching. We're going to talk more about this in the second hour. But Montana, Bobby Houck started his press conference by saying, we are not declaring a starting quarterback. The quarterback competition is ongoing. That is not decided by the coaches. The person who performs the best will get the quote-unquote starting job. But maybe Montana's just going to run a multi-quarterback system this year. Some teams have done it with great success, Andrew. Other teams um, favor anointing a starter and, and, and riding that guy as, as far as they can go. In the NFL, they're never going to see a dual quarterback system. In college football, it's become a little bit more common. Um, and, and, you know, you look at Montana State and, and the way that they do it. Make no mistake, though, even though they don't, Montana State has a dual quarterback system, the guy who sort of encompasses the starting quarterback role in terms of the face of the program and the leadership role he's going to have, it, it's Tommy lot. Take another away from Sean Chambers. He's also a captain for the Bobcats. But when you think of the Bobcats starting quarterback, you think of Tommy Mallott. Not just because of his, he's taking the first snap, but because of what that means in terms of the status, your status in the program. So where are we at with this with Montana? I totally can see why you'd want to run a dual quarterback or even three-quarterback system from a schematic standpoint. I'm just a little bit uh, still up in the air whether, I, uh, whether not having an anointed guy to be a leader at that position is good or not for your football team. What do you think? Well, I think I think you're right in a lot of ways that it's still super important to have the one guy in the room who everybody else is going to key on. And a lot of times that just is the quarterback because of the nature of that position. I'm not sure how... I mean, I think Bobby Houck is playing it straight in the press conference today. Totally, yeah. I think that he, he's, he's saying that there's still competition there. Does, is, is that... I guess now we're just completely speculating, which is totally unfair. 
But I, I guess I'm just weighing the question in my mind is, is, is that because somebody hasn't stepped up and grabbed it and emerged or because the competition's so fierce? I don't think either of us have seen enough of it to really know that. I think we're not going to be able to, to tell until we can see him in a game, right? Well, and I think that's the other part is I, I actually do think this is prudent and smart by Bobby Houck. There's a, there's two sides to this, right? And I, I totally understand the criticism of one side and, and the sort of empowerment of the other side. But we, we saw last year, especially when Chris Brown got into games, that being in games is totally different. So maybe they need – I mean, Sam Bidlack's never played in a game for Montana. Clifton McDowell's never played in a game with, for Montana. The last several games Chris Brown played in – we're not very good. So I think they do need to see guys in games maybe to, to further evaluate. And I think what's really pertinent to this is I think that, you know, I didn't see a ton of fall camp, but one of the real takeaways that I had from the little bit that I did watch is that to me, Clifton McDowell in particular is a guy who's going to look a lot better in 11 on 11. That's right. Than when he's, you know, throwing the ball into the net on the sidelines with the other guys, you know, practicing his five-step drops or whatever. I think that... His traits, the size and the speed, are going to translate a lot better to when he's playing, uh, you know, on the field. And you saw this in practice. I mean, the first time I saw him on on the sidelines warming up with the guys, his motion isn't quite as smooth as Sam Vidlak or Chris Brown's. His ball isn't quite as pretty as Sam Vidlak or Chris Brown's. But then he gets into the 11-11, and you can tell he's really, really comfortable putting the ball in the running back's stomach and then taking it out and crashing around end on the read option. You can tell that, actually, I thought his motion looked a lot more natural when he was just kind of slinging it. For sure. When he's making reads and getting rid of it really quickly. For sure. In an 11-on-11 scenario. So, you know, if I were the coaches, I would definitely want to see him get some reps in that that situation in a real game, even if you do think Sam Vidlak's going to be the guy. I, I've thought about this so much. The guys who are really athletic quarterbacks who can break the pocket, sometimes they might have a little bit of an unrefined throwing motion. But I think guys like that, when you try to reel them in and teach them a different way to throw and teach them a different way to play, it ruins what makes them great quarterbacks. And I think this happens at college programs across the country. So I actually think it's great that Montana's letting this guy freelance a little bit and you know play outside the script a little bit because I do think that's going to help uh, the Grizzlies. Montana Football Hour presented by Blackfoot Communications and Dazzler's Car Wash. We got a $50 gift card for you to Dazzler's. Call us right now, 406-888-1029. Call number 4, 406-888-1029. We got 50 bucks for you to Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. That puts the Montana Football Hour in the books, but we're going to keep talking about the same gosh dang thing. Bunch more college football, Grizz, Cats, and everything in between coming at you, including... An elaboration from Bobby Houck and Chris Walker on what they want to see out of the quarterbacks on Saturday and moving forward. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 